I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Conversations with Olivia Jade, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. It is Olivia Jade. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am really grateful for today's guest. Not only is he a really good friend of mine, but I think that this episode is so important and it's so fitting for what's going on right now. And today I have Val Schmierkowski coming on my podcast. He was my partner on Dancing with the Stars. He was born in Ukraine and He has been doing a lot to um, help those that are in need in Ukraine right now. And it's something that, you know, a little a little can go a long way. And so I want him to come on and talk to you guys about what's happening, how you can help if you've been curious and um, just get a little history lesson on why and how this is all going down. So with that being said, please welcome Val. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm um, good. Good. Um, I'm on the ground. I, I'm very excited for this episode. For the, I mean, most people are going to be listening to this, but if you do see on social media, like the little clips, you'll see where Val is right now. And this episode is very important because Val is from Ukraine. He was my partner on Dancing with the Stars. Everything that's going on right now is very near and dear to his heart. And I kind of want to let you take it away and explain whatever it is you think people should know, the history, how to help, what you're doing, where you are. And I'm going to shut up because I don't know anything. So, no, Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me a chance to talk to your audience. I would, and I mean that with all due respect, I, I would hope that people 
are learning in history books, the, you know, the things, you know, world history, not just American history, obviously, Ukraine, Russia, this conflict, Eastern Europe in general, uh, and, and especially in the last century, you know, that's, that's world history, you know, and uh, I'm just going to get into it. Ukraine and Russia have been neighbors, have been brothers in arms. I'm not going to go extensive history of like, which is, you know, kind of the, the empire was won under the Kiev empire, if you will, back back in the day. Uh, but let's just talk about the last, you know, let's say 100 years. Uh, there was a union called Soviet Union, right? And it was 14 republics that were under, under the same flag. Um, and uh, Ukraine and Russia being part of it. Now, the Russian language was then the the main language of all of these republics now that included armenia estonia georgia lithuania latvia you know countries that were very individual have their own individual history that decided to unite together under let's say a common cause uh but by no means did they become one country they yes for the, for that time they they were let's say one nation under the flag of the Soviet Union, but they have extensive individual history and their own languages. Uh, and so in, I'll just fast forward in 1989, it started 1990, 91, it was official that the Soviet Union fell apart and all these republics gained their own independence. And in the last 30 years, these republics with this newfound independence, uh, a lot of them adopted you know, democratic principles. And with those democratic principles came also a lot of pride in developing and now adopting back their their history, which is, you know, their own language. Let's start with that. Now, that didn't complicate things. I am a product of what some would at the moment consider a complicated situation. It's not a complicated situation. I am from Ukraine. I'm from Odessa, Ukraine. I speak Russian. I speak Russian because that was the language that I, at the time when I was born, long, long time ago, was still part of the Soviet Union. So I learned Russian because that was the, you know, the, the language that everybody learned. A lot of people in my city speak Russian. A lot of them speak Ukrainian. Uh, a lot of them speak Yiddish because they're of Jewish descent. It's a melting pot city. You know, just like, you know, you go to New York City, there's a lot of dialects, but it's still New York City, which is part of the New York state, which is part of America. Uh, anyway, the point is that all of these republics had the right to pursue their own independence in a democratic fashion, and that's what they did. And Ukraine, because we are speaking about Ukraine, did just that. And there were a lot of growing pains, right? In the 90s were a really difficult time for all of these republics, uh, particularly Ukraine, Russia as well. Um, but in 2000s and, and, and now in, in the last decade with a new generation of kids that, that are now united by the internet and then the world kind of shrinking, we're all adopting each other's cultures. We're all, you know, your generation especially is, is becoming, you know, it's kind of leading the, the, the storm, leading the way on, on kind of like not being divided, being yeah. united by, you know, just the humanity of it. So um i mean that's why this is so sad is because you know ukrainians and russians are not just neighbors uh you know our great our grandparents lived through the holocaust together they you know they fought in world war ii together the soviet union lost 27 million people 
in World War II. 27 million people. That included not just Russians. That included Ukrainians and Belarusians and Lithuanians, Estonians and Armenians and everybody I just mentioned. You know, we all fought in that war. And so for, you know, some of these grandparents haven't died yet. For them to see the situation that's happening is heartbreaking, you know. And so that's just kind of the history of, I guess, you know, just because there's so much propaganda and fake news and right. misleading news, if you will. Uh, and I'm the type of person that always tries to see every angle, right? I think it's important. That, you know, there's never just one side to a debate. I think it's important to also be empathetic enough to see what the other side is thinking or feeling or wanting. Right. Uh, but I think in this particular case, it's, it's kind of very clear. I have to confront my elasticity sometimes as well and be like, no, bro, listen, <laughs> there's also some things that are right and some things that are wrong. Right. This is an unprovoked invasion by right. a neighbor that feels not just invasive. It feels um, it feels like betrayal. You know, it feels yeah. like real betrayal because these are cities that celebrated Russian artists and and with with respect to Russia, Russia celebrated Ukrainian artists. You right. know, it's they they were. It, it's hard. You know, I'll give you my example. You know, I immigrated to America in '94. And for a long time, you know, even with you, you were like, hey, where are you from? Yeah. I'm from Ukraine. Where is that? I'm like, yeah. it's basically near Russia, you know? <laughs> oh, so you're right. Yeah, I'm Russian. You speak Ukrainian? No, I speak Russian. Okay, you're right. You, you know. This is a real conversation we had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the truth is, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm Russian-speaking Ukrainian. And now, more than ever, you know, the unfortunate silver lining that came out of this is now people know where Ukraine is. And not only that, they know the difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, my sadness is absolutely with the Ukrainian people. Mm. Absolutely. But it's also with the Russian people, because unfortunately, these actions are setting that country back and isolating that country, you know, and it's going right. to be a long time with the sanctions and everything, you know, it's, for the first time in a long time, you know, I grew up in this country, uh, you know, in every blockbuster thriller, you know, there's always a Russian guy trying to take over the world. And and I was always like, damn, why has it always got to be the Russian guy? Um, and, you know, and I feel like there's been a lot of work that was done in the last, you know, like I said, 20 years that finally assimilated Russian culture and tradition into into the fabric of the world and because there's a lot of incredible human resource there is a lot of incredible talent a lot of amazing people uh and um you know this unfortunately is uh is a huge leap back it's not a yeah. step back it's a leap back for russia and um uh, and in the most obvious way it is absolutely devastating for ukraine yeah. um but on the flip side the way it has rallied the world behind this country and uh you know i'm sitting in fort lee new jersey uh, a, a largely korean neighborhood you know with with eastern europeans and italians and the spanish community and a black community and you know we we <laughs> this is right outside of new york city and it's a microcosm of what this country is all about mm. and the volunteers that are coming into uh into this initiative that we founded here are every single color of all ages this mm. is not exclusively eastern europeans that are coming to help it's thousands of people from 
you know, like I said, all different cultures. And, uh, you know, for me, that's been kind of the most, um, the most beautiful thing is that, um, you know, it's, it's easy to rally around a cause that is, you know, touching you personally. Of course. Uh, it's much more difficult to take the time and, and, and take your hard earned dollar and donate it or take your time again and volunteer or donate a piece of clothing or, you know, rally behind a cause in a country that is very, very far away from you, right. <laughs> you know, and, um, and doesn't affect you immediately. Right. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing that they, you know, it's, I, I said this to somebody, you know, I haven't felt this type of, you know, I put, I put up a flag on my car two times in my life because, you know, as bravado and extra as I can be sometimes, you know, this type of patriotism, I've only felt twice in my life uh, you know i mean many times but like again I, I never went as far as putting a flag on my car it was yeah. after 9 11 after 9 11 here mm -hmm. driving around the city uh you know i had the american flag with pride and and now after this i have you know i have the ukrainian flag driving around los angeles so um it is a incredible situation that we're in and i hope you know, uh, yet again, it's, it's the youth, it's it's your generation, it's right. our generation, I guess, in some regard that has the power uh, to really spread the word. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to encourage bullying each other. I don't want any, you know, further animosity. I, I, I just want kids to kind of open their eyes and, and, and do their due diligence. And, and right. if they have the time, maybe... maybe uh, you know, kind of research and, and do their best to, to help because yeah. again, uh, you know, today it's Ukraine tomorrow. It's, it's going to be somewhere else. And, uh, you know, we have to be really, you know, we have to just really work hard to make sure that we're not going backwards and yeah. that the next generation is, is living in a world that, you know, you're not bombing cities and, uh, you know, kindergartens and, and, and kids aren't living in bomb shelters. Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. It was really personal. Besides me, you know, looking at my heritage and my birthplace and, and wanting to do something, you know, my brother was in, in Kiev when the invasion started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were all really nervous, obviously, and he was petrified. We talked about it and, uh, you know, he was grateful to get out. But, you know, he's now right back at the Polish border trying to do, you know, whatever he can. He's we'll get into where I am and what we're doing yeah. uh, as far as, you know, our resources. But, yeah, there was a lot of. Um, sadness still you know because it's good that you know we're safe here in the privilege of living in this country but you know there are a lot of our friends and family and peers that are in ukraine right now that are like i said in bomb shelters and i I think we're getting a little you know used to hearing that word and we're kind of like okay cool no no no. like you you don't you don't understand what that is that means you don't have a home and you have yeah. to hide in, in the shelter with, with nothing there. It's, there's nothing. It's not like you're swiping through your, you know, internet you're, you, and the, the tension and, and the fear, you know, so uh, we wanted to do something, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, um, it, it's crazy to me the courage that it takes for a fellow dancer yesterday we're you know we're competing at a dance competition today he you know he picked up an ak-47 and he's you know patrolling his street like yeah like that's not i don't know if that's the kind of life we want to have in this world you know i don't don't know if that should be a reality for anybody that's a young man trying to you know one thing my mom says like you know well, this was a couple of weeks ago, you know, uh, but she was like, you know, the war has been going on for now 10 days, you know, just 11 days ago, these kids went to bed, like nervous about their test that's coming right. up. You know, they were excited about 
maybe their wedding day coming up. Maybe they were um, grieving, you know, some sort of pain or they were nervous about something else or they were dreaming about getting into their, I don't know, like accomplishing that thing that they always wanted, you know, or excited to go on that date with right. that boy that they, they, they finally asked them out. And literally overnight, just all of that shatters and all of that shatters immediately and for the foreseeable future. And yeah. I, I just, you know, sometimes we, we, we look at things on TV and it's devastating, but we can't understand it. We can't feel right. it. And when you kind of like everyday humanize the topic, the, t- the subject matter, I think it hits home a little bit yeah. more, you know, realizing that like, these are all people that do all of this. They, they right. love playing basketball just like me. They, they right. wear, you know, they like good fashion. They right. love, you know, they, they love Jack Harlow and whoever <laughs> else is popping right now and Cardi B. Like these are, these are kids that grew up, again, uh, Ukraine has done a tremendous job moving forward, moving uh, you know, kind of progressing into the future. It has just an incredible, again, human resource and natural resources and history uh, and beautiful cities and architecture. It's a country that's over a, a thousand years old. Yeah. You know, just to put it in perspective, this country is not even, you know, it's 250 years old. It's over a thousand years old. There's so much history there. Uh, and, you know, it's literally being bombed and leveled as we speak. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah, that's kind of my little spiel for you. Well, <laughs> I think it was very informative. Um, I mean, yeah, it's really hard to wrap. I yeah, it's hard because I can't even imagine how. Like, I feel a certain way about it immediately when I heard about it, just because I know you and love you so much, and it then it feels personal to me. And then it's like when you really sit here and you think about like kids and moms and people that were living their daily life in their complete normal bubble. And now they're in bomb shelters, like you were saying, and just these terrible, terrible situations. It's, it's hard to even believe that's real, but I want, yeah. You know, like, can you imagine a young family? Like I said, you know, just a short while ago, dreaming about their, you know, buying their home or just, just moving into their home and starting their family. And now, uh, the guy has to go, you know, the guy has to go and serve in the front line, you know, be in a trench somewhere while yeah. his wife and, and kid are refugees in a neighboring country, if they're lucky. Right. And when they do get to a neighboring country, like the challenges, the, just the everyday challenges, I, I, I don't want to, again, paint this, you know, gloomy picture, but we start to celebrate when we see kids be accepted by these countries as refugees. And it is a beautiful thing. And it's a testament to the, the world for opening its doors to the Ukrainian people. But then once they're there, like, let me just put it in perspective. It's like, now what? Right. You know, where's that? Yeah. What are we doing? What language are we speaking? Uh, what do I do? I'm a professional engineer. Like, do I go in and clean somewhere or mm-hmm. like like which is also a noble job but it's like even that job is scarce like we also live in a tough it's tough for everybody not just yeah. ukrainians but you know to add this it's like you look around and you know the ego the pride forget the ego but just like self-respect you know you kind of 
it just it just kind of it shatters everything at every level yeah. war in general and yeah. it's just that's where we at and i never thought that like after two years of a pandemic yeah you know this would be now this this other hurdle for the world to kind of try to swallow from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Do you kind of want to talk about the president of Ukraine a little bit? Because I, I was fascinated when you were talking to me. And also, fun fact, he won Dancing with the Stars in Ukraine, right? Yeah, yeah. So this guy, uh, 
you know, he he was an amazing actor, artist, uh, comedian in, in particular, uh, who got a degree in economics. I believe economics, don't quote me on that, but he, you know, he, he he's an educated man, right? Uh, but pursued the arts and was really good at it, really, you know, charismatic. Um, and he was a celebrity, right? Like in Ukraine, he was a he's a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was a celebrity in Russia too. He was a celebrity in Ukraine and in Russia. Mm. Uh, he was celebrated, you know, a celebrity. But he was he mm-hmm. was a very well respected uh, artist. And uh, in two thousand and six, he actually competed at, in the Ukrainian Dancing with the Stars and won. Just to kind of like full circle moment for me to just kind of get a little little attachment to the guy but yeah he he's a fellow dancing with the stars alumni um and um he actually you know he he came out with a show that where he you know he built his notoriety and then he came out with a show where he actually plays a president and and the whole concept of the of, of the show was that this regular guy uh, you know, it, within the turmoil of the country and a lot of corruption and political corruption and unrest, uh, this regular everyday guy um, runs runs for office. I mean, it, it's more complex than that, but somehow he ends up being in this campaign, you know, for for office, and he wins. You mm-hmm. know, short long story short, and um, it was such a popular show, and it was just you know, it, I, I guess again. Ukraine has been through a lot of growing pains politically. And, uh, you know, it, it had a revolution in 2014. It had a revolution in 2004 before that, 2008. Uh, and then in 2014, uh, there was a huge, again, a hu- the, the people rose up to their government. It was a huge, uh, again, uh, revolution that was that was led by the people to have a democratic process because they didn't believe in their representation. Uh, and there was a lot of corruption and uh, they fought for their democratic right to elect their president. And so, it, you know, the, 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 a show about the everyday man rising to the occasion and with humility and no political agendas, uh, or rather no, you know, I guess no corruption attached to the history of his political career. Mm. Um, this this everyday man gets elected and and he becomes a national hero and then he does a, a good job as president, etc. Um, and it was such a popular show that as a like people online started kind of messing around with him and 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 going like, "Yo, you should actually run for president," because even off camera he. You know, he loved his country. His his grandfather, you know, fought in the Great War, uh, and you know, he comes from a family of military men. You know, that served Ukraine. So he has a lot of pride, pride in, yeah. in, in Ukraine and and being there. And uh, you know, it went viral. This this kind of like uh, notion of him actually running for office because again, the people were exhausted of politicians uh, yeah. and you know, career politicians, if you will, with, with certain agendas, self-serving agendas. And and one thing led to another. They kind of like volunteered him into, into, you know, run for office. And in Ukraine, it's a little different how it goes. There's multiple parties. It's not just a two-party system like in America. And, uh, you know, he kind of ran as uh, under his... And, and then the slogan was the same as in the show. 
Uh, no way. And uh, yeah, yeah, he kind of ran under a very like a similar brand, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. And he passed the first round of elections, and people were like, "Oh, shoot! Like this, this could, could really be real." Happen. Yeah. And people really rallied, and he won by like seventy percent, with like seventy percent, which is unbelievable. You know, but he was revered and loved, and and then again he stepped into the office in I guess 2019, I believe, and my man was hit with the pandemic. Mm. You know, and and rallied his country out of that, uh, and then and now this, you know, and and the way he's, you know, again, if you turn on the news or you've been following the story, I mean, this man has really. Stepped rose up. to the occasion yeah. you know his his famous quote that I, I guess went around the world is america i guess called them to to help extract them from the country when the invasion started and uh he said you know i don't need a ride i need an ammunition mm. uh and so you know he's he's hunkered down and he's with the people and you know when you're fighting a a bully that's overpowering and oversized and overmatched when you're all out overmatched I guess is the word. Yeah, morale is huge. You know, when they say it's not, it's not the dog. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Like this is a perfect example. Right. Ukrainians are, you know, really, you know, they have a reason. You know, they have the morale because there there is no reason for Russian military to be there. No real reason for them right. to to go in there. And they're, you know, like I said, they're the military is is winning on the ground. And uh, he's leading the way in a lot of ways. Unfortunately, you know, the skies are open and uh, bombs are falling. And, you know, there's very little that they could do about that. But, um, you know, otherwise, this is, you know, the entire world kind of mobilized in, in their defense. And, you know, yeah. hopefully they, you know, hopefully kids and, and people and, and the guys in Ukraine know that, that we're all behind them and we're all going to continue to support them as yeah. long as they need us. And, and yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it I think it's story. really, yeah, it's really admirable that um, I often think about when, uh, like, if I think if a U.S. president, if we were to go to war, you think a president in the United States is going to step up and fight or they're going to get like mad security and hidden and it's just, it's, it's, it's really incredible, but um, I mean, he's he's yeah, he's in in the capital, and and he is the number one target mm. too. Like they they are specifically you know, right saying that we're we're going for him. This is who we want, you know. And uh, he's not fleeing. He's there. He's fighting, and and he's giving hope to to an entire nation that again just five years ago looked at him as a as an actor, right and a comedian and now they're looking at him as a, as the leader that they never thought they needed right. but they needed right and i you know it's not it's it's very specific to him because i don't know how many other presidents even in ukraine not just in this country around the world how many presidents would would you know stick around to 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 be there in the trenches but that's you know Hopefully he doesn't become a martyr, you yeah. know, and that's the thing. So like we celebrate people after they die and, and we hold them up and we celebrate them. Uh, hopefully he, he lives to 
get a chance to lead this country in a peaceful time right? Right. and lead it in the, in the right direction. Okay, guys, we are taking a quick pause at this point in the episode. Please tune in to the next episode for part two with Val and to hear more very, very important and interesting and crucial information on how to help personal stories. And um, yeah, just make sure you tune in because the next half is also really special. So um, we'll chat to you then. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.